Mondays with Mo. I'm your host, Don Kennedy. Our podcast covers important topics related to the admissions process at the University of Central Missouri. My guest today is Matt Chiesi, Coordinator of Study Abroad in the Center for Global Education at UCM. Hello, Matt, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Don. It's nice to be here. Matt, today we're going to be talking about the Study Abroad program at UCM, so I have a few questions for you that we can share with our listeners. Sounds great. So please tell our listeners about the Study Abroad opportunities offered at UCM. Okay, yeah, so actually it's difficult to, to, to say specific things because actually we have so many programs that are, that are available. Um, we can definitely, students can definitely learn about our programs by visiting our website at uh, ucmo.edu slash studyabroad, just like that. Um, basically, our goal is to help students get credit uh, while, they're, while they're abroad and get an opportunity to travel abroad graduate on time, so these are credit-bearing programs, and uh, we really want students to find programs that will help them keep working on their degree and, and keep moving their degree forward, uh, graduating on time. There is uh, service learning available. There are internships that are available. Those are usually uh, done on a case-by-case -case basis because they're, they're a little bit trickier, but we can definitely make that happen. Uh, but for a traditional study abroad experience, being a, a student, uh, an exchange student abroad at another university in another country, um, taking a short-term trip, taking like one class during the summer uh, can be a really great opportunity to, to do something that's a little bit more affordable, a little bit less time-consuming. Um, and then we even have faculty-led programs where, where teachers are actually you know, taking a group of students from their class and traveling for anywhere from a week to two weeks to three weeks and, uh, and actually completing that credit and getting an opportunity to be abroad and, and see the world from the world's perspective instead of our perspective here. So Matt, if students want to study abroad, how can they choose the right program? So choosing the right program is, is really, really important. Uh, you don't want to end up committing to a study abroad program and then realizing that it's not going to help you get your major or your gen eds or that you don't need those credits uh, because it's not going to be worth it to most students. So I think the really most important thing is just kind of think about what is your priority? Are you looking to go to a specific location? Uh, maybe, you know, my last name, Chiesi, is Italian. Maybe a student like me would, would want to go to Italy and find people that, you know, that maybe had the, the same last name and learn more about where that came from. Um, there might be, you know, a, a certain university that you've heard about and you really want to attend there. Maybe we could help you get there and study there. Um, other students are, we also, stu <laughs> other students are interested in taking specific types of classes. So if you're a healthcare student, you might be interested in some specific programs that are going to help you get credit and get an experience in your career field, you know, at an international location and take it from different perspectives uh, that, that are going to help you get uh, your, your uh, you know, uh, help you in your job interviews, your CV or your resume. Um, and then for other students, which may, there might be a lot of students here at UCM because a lot of students do depend on financial aid here at UCM. Uh, a lot of students are looking for the most affordable program. And so whether you're focused on going to a certain location or getting a certain type of credit or courses while you're abroad, or if you're just trying to find something that's going to fit into your budget for, for studying here at UCM, um, those are all going to have different kind of uh, limitations and, and advantages as well. So uh, those are the three big questions that we, we ask students, which one's most important. 
Um, what's the difference between a study abroad exchange and a faculty-led program? Okay, yeah, so our, our UCM exchange programs, and uh, you can actually go to our study abroad website, ucmo.edu slash study abroad, and you'll see these options on the left-hand side. Um, you can learn about our exchange programs right there. Um, a UCM exchange program is really, I, I say it's like the backbone of our international partnerships here at UCM because this is a partnership between a university abroad and UCM. Uh, it's, it's for credit bearing and everything like that. We're going to be treating you just like a student at that university uh, here or the international student comes here or you go to that international university and uh, you get treated just like a regular student there. It's a very uh, deep and authentic experience. And UCM exchanges are literally a tuition exchange. So you would pay UCM tuition here so you know exactly how much that costs. That's all, that's all uh, posted on the internet and everything like that. Um, instead of paying those really high international student fees when you go abroad. So you're paying UCM for the credits that you're getting while, while you're abroad. And the other student does that there too, so they don't pay tuition when they come here. And when you go abroad as a, study, as, a, as a UCM exchange student, you don't pay tuition there. So you pay your tuition at your home university. Um, you still have to work out housing, uh, but you still have to work out housing there too. Uh, here or there, you have to work out housing. And usually the, uh, the, the housing arrangements, the accommodations and meals are usually a little bit less expensive than they are for a student living on campus here. It does vary a lot, but, uh, but that's, that's kind of the core uh, exchange experience. Um, what's our most popular type of program is actually our faculty-led programs. This is where a teacher designs a class and part of that class is a component of travel. And there's usually anywhere from eight weeks to, to one week of meetings before the trip. Uh, you're actually studying, you're learning, you're preparing for the trip. Uh, physically to travel, but also academically to learn things while you're abroad. And uh, those are, I think, are the most popular uh, when before the pandemic, uh, probably about 60 or 70% of our students were doing faculty-led programs because I, I think probably students like these because um, it's short-term. So if you have a job or significant others or family that you're very close to, you're spending less time away, which is really attractive. Um, it also has a really clear budget. Uh, it's basically that the travel expense becomes a program cost and it's added to your student account for that semester. So if you're using, if you're going on a spring tour, which maybe you would have class meetings during the spring, and then you would travel after finals week during the month of May, um, you can include those costs in your semester, your total semester costs. So a lot of students are able to use financial aid like that. Uh, to, to help them study abroad uh, like that. Um, sometimes students will, you know, instead of getting a, a, a summer vacation or, you know, a, a gift from a family member, a lot of students will get, a, get, you know, get parents or grandparents to pay for a trip like this. Uh, so, so I think those are, those are really, really po our most popular option, the, the short time that you're abroad and the fact that you get to travel abroad with uh, a teacher, somebody who knows the ropes they've they've traveled before, and also you get to kind of see your uh, your field that you're studying uh, from that teacher's perspective. Uh, I think also the faculty-led programs are popular because there are uh, they usually allow non-majors to join to join too. So there's a trip going to France. You're going to learn how to cook. It's a culinary trip. So the dietetic students, that's great for them. Nutrition students, it's great for them. Health studies. 
but you know, I think there's a lot of other students who could use some of their free electives, uh, fall through courses, to count. You know, by learning how to cook French food on the French Riviera, which sounds like a lot of fun. Um, in addition to those, we also have providers that work for uh, that that we partner with. Um, it becomes almost like a travel agent or kind of like a summer camp where you have a company that works with hundreds of universities abroad. Maybe you want to take a semester abroad in France, but our partners in France don't have the courses you want. Um, so we do have providers that allow that option, uh, a third option for students to be able to study abroad. It's usually a little bit more expensive than a UCM exchange program, um, but uh, we can talk about costs a little bit later. But uh, but we, we love that our partners like ISA, CIS Abroad, and other companies like that, that they give us those opportunities so students can really find the location that they want or maybe a, a location with, with classes that they really need for their degree. Um, so that gives us a lot more flexibility, although those, those do tend to cost a little bit more. Okay. You've mentioned a little bit about this, but what kind of classes can students take during that semester abroad? Yeah, so uh, it really depends on the location. Some of our programs are really specific. Uh, we, we Like our program, our, our exchange program in Hansa uh, in the Netherlands, um, there's, a, a, there's a business track and a healthcare track. So if you're nursing or health studies, or if you're business, marketing, interna uh, international business or management student, they'll have really good courses for you. But uh, if you're another major, they might not have the best courses for you. Uh, some of our universities, uh, like University of Roehampton at the, with the Missouri-London program uh, that's in, in London, uh, they have a wide array of courses that are, that are available to be taken, whether gen eds or major or minor classes. Um, other schools that we, that we really like to suggest have a lot of gen eds, uh, like the American College of Greece, which is our Missouri-Greece program. Uh, it's in Athens, and um, they have just if you look at their course listings, there's hundreds of classes that are available. So most students, if they plan ahead, will be able to take their gen eds and maybe one or two of their major or minor courses while they're abroad. And then there's also options like if you wanted to study Spanish in Spain, we have an immersion, uh, one of our exchange programs in Spain is a Spanish immersion program and you could take nothing but Spanish, you could take subjects in Spanish um, so, that, so that you can really get that fluency down. So, there really are a lot of uh, a lot of options. Some of our uh, Asian programs in Japan or South Korea too are really popular for folks who they just want to study a language and learn a little bit of their culture uh, for a semester and and get immersed and and get a get a feel for that. And so a lot of students will do that for either their international studies major or or even just for their free electives. Okay. How many times can a student participate in a study abroad opportunity? So there's, there's really not many limitations as long as you are taking classes that are moving your degree forward. You can really study abroad almost as much as you, as much as you can, as much as you can bear to, to make it happen. Uh, we do have students who take multiple trips abroad. Um, and uh, depending on your degree, as long as you're moving your degree forward, we're, we're more than happy to help you out with that. Uh, the, the big concern that we do worry about is uh, trying to take study abroad classes your senior year because transcripts from abroad usually take two to three months to get processed and get sent to our office to be processed to get those credits put on your transcript and that can delay graduation so um, uh, so if you're a freshman you can't study abroad your first year 
and we, we discourage students from trying to study abroad their senior year too because that can cause delays in graduation but in between then as many times as you can make happen we'd love to help you out okay um, normally what do you find uh, what are the semesters or academic year that students usually tip pick to study abroad so our um, our our biggest times usually are summer because uh, I think they're, they're they're shorter term they're you know anywhere from three weeks to eight weeks um, and it's a little bit more flexible for some of our majors which are really specific and maybe don't have a lot of wiggle room in terms of the classes you can take um, after that is spring because a lot of our faculty-led trips do go abroad during the spring and spring I don't know I guess it's it's after fall so it feels like you have more time to get ready uh, fall is usually the, uh, the, the the slowest number we have our lowest number in fall our next highest number is spring and then summer is, is the biggest number. Okay. One um, of the deadlines to apply for that fall, spring, or summer semester? Okay, so for spring semester the deadline is going to be September 20th. This is posted on our website. We do try to keep that up to date because that's an important date. And then uh, for a fall study abroad or summer study abroad program, February 20th is going to be the deadline for those. Um, fall, it seems really far away to, to apply in February, but if you remember that summer, a lot of times people are, you know, not on campus for the summer, we do have to kind of get all those things figured out by, by May. Matt, before COVID hit, what was the average number of study abroad participants in a year? So we were, we were actually building up, and the year before COVID hit, we actually had over 200 students who had studied abroad which was really, we were really excited about those numbers. And then uh, 2020 hit and it was, uh, obviously we, we went down from that. Uh, but I am happy to say that we do have three students who are currently abroad. They're all three are in South Korea. That was, we're approving locations, uh, student by student and location by location right now. And uh, we did have three, so we have three students currently in Seoul, South Korea right now. And then we have, uh, we have 10 or 12 students who are applying for spring and we're contacting with them to follow up their application. Uh, they will have to do a petition to be able to go abroad probably during the pandemic. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get a team together to kind of review their application and their petition. Uh, but we are hoping that we can send five or 10 students in spring. Okay. We also have three, pro, three faculty-led programs that are hoping to go abroad during spring and another three that are hoping to go abroad in summer. So we are hopeful that we'll be able to get those approved, but we'll have to look at them very carefully to make sure students will be safe, as, as safe as possible. Sure. Um, what are the costs to study abroad and how much does the average student pay out of pocket? Okay, so this varies a lot. There are definitely some things that are really consistent. Uh, in terms of our office's fees, we charge a simple $100 study abroad fee for our students, which is, uh, which is really, really competitive. Some of the bigger universities in the country uh, charge much more, <laughs> and we're trying to make sure that that's not a barrier. Um, so let's say a student goes on a study abroad program in summer semester, that study abroad fee would be posted to their account for summer semester. So it would be due just like a normal semester. Um, if you're working with one of our third-party providers, there is an application fee with them, uh, usually about $100. Um, so to submit an application with one of our providers, uh, they do ask students to, to submit uh, an application fee with those. Um, but for us, students can apply uh, to any number of programs uh, with our office on our program listing. 
for free. Uh, so we don't we don't charge students to apply with our office. In terms of the actual costs of studying abroad, uh, we've already talked about these exchange programs. Those are going to be very similar to the to a semester here. Um, summer semesters abroad can cost anywhere from you know two or three thousand dollars to upwards of eight thousand dollars, and that really depends on how long they plan on staying abroad. If they're doing a full eight week program, it's going to be more expensive. If they're doing one of the shorter uh, shorter programs that are three weeks, that's going to be more like two or three thousand dollars. And then semester programs, if you work with one of our, um, if you work with one of our providers, uh, semester programs, sometimes they can be as low as 7,000, which would include tuition and housing and some meals, uh, or up to 20,000, depending on the location. There are some universities that are just more expensive, but our providers have a partnership with them, so we can send students there to get credit, and those are just more expensive, and some of our students like that like that choice, uh, but we do have a lot of students that are looking for the more affordable programs. Um, the out-of-pocket out costs, so the costs that I just talked about would actually, most of those would go on your, on your student account. So any kind of financial aid or scholarships that you're using, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that probably at this, uh, a little bit later, but um, any of those, any of financial aid, uh, FAFSA aid or scholarships that students are getting can be used because a lot of this goes through your student account. Um, airfare is usually not going to be included, uh, so you usually have to pay out of pocket. So that is a cost that you would have to pay out of pocket. Um, and then um, if it's a faculty-led program, there's a, 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 an extra charge of anywhere from $1,500 to $4,000 for the program fee when, when you're traveling with the group. Sometimes that includes the, uh, the, the airfare, the ones that are 4,000 are usually going to be farther away, like South Africa or Australia, and uh, it's going to include uh, the airfare. Um, some programs will, will not include airfare so that, so that you can maybe use points on a credit card uh, or miles uh, on a credit card you know, to, to be able to, to pay for those or, or choose the flight that works best for you. Um, so yeah, that's a, they do vary a lot, um, but I think the key thing is check with our office and, and be informed about that and don't, don't assume that it's going to cost too much because it can be surprisingly affordable sometimes. Okay. Um, what aid is available to students while they study abroad? Yeah, so any scholarships or FAFSA aid that students are using can be, can be applied to a study abroad program here at UCM. The way we enroll students and the way we work the charges out um, it would pay just like a regular semester here. Um, I definitely encourage students, if you're getting a Pell Grant or if you're getting SEOG money, any kind of free money from the government to help you study uh, here at UCM, you can use that to study abroad as long as you're getting credit and as long as it's counting towards your degree. Um, so we definitely encourage students to consider that. Um, the study abroad off office also awards international study grants, which is uh, basically it's, it's free money to students who actually study abroad. Um, the awards can range from $350 uh, up to $1,500 depending on the type of program. Uh, the $1,500 one is uh, awarded to students who participate in a UCM exchange program uh, because we really want to encourage students to, to, to see what a great opportunity these are and, uh, and help make that affordable for students. Um, there are also foundation scholarships. So if students are learning about Scholarship Finder, you can go to Scholarship Finder and search study abroad in the bar, and it'll show you all the scholarships that are available from the foundation uh, for, to help students study abroad. 
so the year uh, before the pandemic, when we had uh, over 200 students traveling abroad, uh, studying abroad with UCM, we gave out, uh, I think, over $180,000 in scholarships and grants. Uh, and that's, that's not including FAFSA aid, which can, can also be used. So it's definitely a really great opportunity. Uh, there are also scholarships if, you're, uh, if a student is a dependent of a military, uh, active duty military personnel. Um, there is a Gilman-McCain scholarship that they're eligible for, which can be up to $5,000. And any student who is uh, awarded a Pell Grant can apply and, and potentially receive a Gilman scholarship, which is from the Department of State, to help them study abroad. And that award can go up to $8,000 to help people study abroad. So there's really a lot of money there. Uh, and it's, it's really worth checking out earlier than later uh, so you don't have any regrets. Awesome. What, what does the application process look like, Matt, to try to study abroad? Okay, it, it is different for every student. We can break it down into, into, a, few, into a few stages. Uh, I think the first step really is thinking about what kind of program you're interested in and finding three to five programs that you're interested in. Um, it, it is a long process. It's not terribly easy, but we do have open advising and we have, we, we, we do like working with students and go, following up one-on-one -on -one, uh, to make sure that the, the process is going. But yeah, find three or four programs that are interesting to you and set up a meeting with, uh, with, our, with, our, uh, with our advising and stud uh, for study abroad uh, in Union 302. Um, Applying to those programs kind of puts you into the system and we start we start figuring out which one is going to be the best Option for you and we'll walk you through that process um, The the biggest point of decision for a program usually comes down to the course substitutions So we really want to carefully look once you've applied to some programs. We want to carefully look at the courses that that, that program offers compare them and see which one is going to be the best fit academically for students and then we follow through really carefully with a, a course pre-approval process. We call those course substitutions. So you're going to take this course in London or Greece or wherever you're going to go, and we want to get that pre-approved by your success advisor or by your program coordinator um, to, to say it's going to work for your gen ed or it's going to work for your major or minor requirement. Once we have those in, then we're, we wait for acceptance from the school to, of your choice and we, we get you approved. Uh, here for the next year, at least, probably with the pandemic, there may be a petition process. We'll be looking at those, those locations carefully and seeing, uh, making sure that we get approved, approval for travel on a case-by-case -case basis. But, uh, but those course substitutions really are the most important part where you're really saying, this is my study abroad, what I'm going to be studying, and how it's going to fit into your degree so you know exactly how that's going to look. Once we get approval to, to travel abroad and you get that letter of acceptance from the school abroad, uh, then you can start planning your plane ticket, uh, applying for a visa, which is usually the 90 days before you travel. Um, so that, that's when we're really in the window where you're actually making travel preparations. And then uh, we do have an orientation to make sure everybody's ready to, they understand all the academics and all the financial aspects of it and that they're ready to travel. Uh, but then after that, you go abroad and, and then uh, see, see what an amazing experience you can have. That is great. Matt, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today about the study abroad program at UCM. It's my pleasure. Mondays with Mo can be heard on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Join us next time on Mondays with Mo as we talk about orientation registration at UCM.